guys, what's going on? It's your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, 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 and it's your boy Wills. Welcome to a new episode of The Foresight, episode 17. How's everything with you, man? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I've been chilling a little under the weather right now. I know you've been a little busy. Yeah, I've been busy, but had to make it here we had to do this exactly you still standing you yeah. still strong you know yeah. what i'm saying like i told the audience last week i was like wills is a responsible adult which means he has bills to pay and other things <laughs> to handle yeah so it happens but I was, uh, I was being an adult for like two weeks <laughs> but yeah man but yeah this is a new episode of foresight and of course not only can you find us on soundcloud in case you're listening to us on soundcloud at soundcloud.com Slash seriously now on four, but we are officially on iTunes now. Yeah. That's right, we're officially on iTunes. You can check us out, just search up Foresight, and you'll see us better than ever. Uh, so make sure you go to the podcast app because that's a lot right. Of people mm-hmm. don't know, they just go to iTunes. Great save, it, it happened, it happened to me. I had great to to save, <laughs> great save. And we're official iTunes, man. It's a beautiful thing, and Great thing about talking about hip-hop, man, is the fact that, once again, there's so many things for us to talk about because it just wants to give us all this material. It's like, oh, man, we're so lucky as people that want to talk about the culture and and things like that. And as we get into today's show, I I really want to give a huge congratulations to Logic for his latest album, Everybody, that I've I've, uh, personally checked out. Um, it debuted number one on Billboard, selling close to 250,000 in the first week. It dethroned Kendrick's Damn. And, yep, and out of the 250,000 or whatever that is sold, a good majority of it actually came from Pure Sales. So if you don't know what Pure Sales means, that means they bought people, the hard copy. Yeah, that <laughs> bought the album. So not necessarily streams, just streams. Majority of his fan base actually bought the album. Oh, I didn't know that. With some of it. So, hey, I just want to say salute to Logic, man. That's what's up. I, I mean, not, nothing personal against Logic. I just never checked him out. Um, I heard, like, what his music is about. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not being mean or anything. I just didn't it's really care, happens, like, right? care about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'm going to definitely check it out because I'm hearing a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm hearing a lot about the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Logic's album... The thing about the Logic album is, of course, it's going to be different in its sound, but I'm going to transition to another topic about Logic, which is, I think it's about his reputation, bro. Like, you may have seen it, but Logic is one of the easiest rappers that people on social media have critiqued over the years to where it's kind of like, quote, unquote, cool to hate on Logic. Like, Logic is just that dude, for whatever reason, people are like, yeah, man, I don't like Logic. I'm going to critique him all the time. But like I said in the article I recently wrote, Logic is low-key one of our biggest and best representatives in hip-hop because the dude is super talented, and he's doing something that in these days in the genre, which is just rare outside of a Kendrick or Drake or J. Cole, which is he actually sells. like, And his ascension, too, with the sales. You know, Logic went from, what, I think his debut album, Under Pressure, sold like 70-something in the first. Then uh, Incredible True Story sold 110-something thousand in the first. Now he sold 250,000 in the first, and this is his first number one album. So I tell people, man, you guys can keep on making fun of Logic all you want to, but this brother is clearly one of our best representatives, and he's not slowing down anytime soon, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. I still got to check him out. I, I'm not, Bro, I'm definitely not judging go him. Out. Definitely go check that out. I but never like, I, like, I, like I said before, like you might have seen it on social media, but I see it all the time. Like Logic is one of those dudes who, like, along with like Big Sean and maybe anybody else that you can 
remember, he's one of those dudes where it's like it's just deemed cool by social media to just make fun of him oh. and to hate him. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, cause 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 let's face it, with Big Sean, we know people do that. Yeah, they it's just like it. the cool thing to do, like oh Sean, like oh he's wild, like let's hate on Sean. Yeah. Logic is the same hate for whatever reason. Logic is compared to everybody else, like oh Logic's trying to sound like this guy, he's trying to sound like that guy, but Logic is his own man, and he damn sure has a very loyal fan base. I see that. Mm-hmm. So again, we just want to give a huge shout out to Logic for what he did. Shout out to Logic. I'm gonna check your album out. Indeed, because I need to get to this next topic. We need to get to the next topic because I I have a lot to say about this. What? So I need you to start off first. We need to talk about Wale. That's my guy. Shout out to Wa- Wale. Wale. Blue Moon had an album come out. Shine. MMG Shine album. And Slip. according to Wale and Joe Budden, basically on their on on their show, Everyday Struggle on a Complex. Our, I guess our opinion on what a flop is is different. Because this is, a, what, a 10-year vet? 22,000 in the first week hurt my heart, and I'm not a big Wale fan. I'm a Wale fan. And I'm a big Wale fan. And I'm I'm lesser of a Wale fan because I watched his interview. And let me, let me preface this. I'm not a big, I'm not even, forget big, I'm not a DJ Academics fan at all. I never check for DJ Academics outside of a random retweet on Twitter. Okay. Let so, me just uh, say that. All right. So let me break. All right. Yes. Break it down, please. I was please. a huge Academics fan. Was. 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 Okay. Until, until Everyday Struggle. Nah. Seriously? Because, yeah. I, I was faithfully, <laughs> I would faithfully watch Academics videos every day about any, any topic just because like, than me, he was kind of funny check. or whatever. And he had the info. Or whatever, I never so, checked. So yeah. I always checked his videos Outside out. Outside of then retweet. Everyday Struggle. And with those videos, he never showed his face. Yeah, he never showed his face. So now, the Everyday Struggle, I don't know, maybe it's his image or whatever. He yeah. just he just looks corny. And it, then it's like it messes the up stuff that speak. I thought was funny and I <laughs> thought it was, it was not cool. Funny. It's like it's not even funny no more because he just looks like... Like, my boy, he calls him a cheese ball. And, like, <laughs> I feel like he really just looks like a, like, literally like a cheese ball. Like, mm. So, I don't know. Mm. I mean, some, some stuff he says is I, but, like, I can't get jiggy with it because, and then it's like, he makes it seem like he's so young and he's, like, around, like, my age or whatever. Yeah, I'm about like, to say, I'm like, bro, you're not my age. You're not 23. Like, yeah, you're definitely up, he's at like least 25, a few years. He's, like, 25, 26, yeah. and I'm, like, 20, yeah, he's mm. up there. So, it's like, and, the, like, some of the shit he says is just, like, I'm like, okay, like this guy. This guy said, "Chief Keef's finally famous was a classic." Yeah, that's come on. Man. You gotta get like, you out of here. What, what are you talking about? You gotta get you out of here for that. And just to piggyback off again, the Wale point, which is, I became a lesser fan of Wale with his everyday struggle interview. Because I'll be honest, today was like my first time watching the interview in its entirety. Prior to that, this interview happened about a week ago. I was just I just like saw a few clips and it was like a few clips of social media saying like oh Wale roasted you know DJ Academics yada 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 yeah, so like I I watched it and I I I I I'm just not feeling Wale man like Wale look you may have came up there with the intentions of I guess trying to like punk academics trying to appear cooler than you are or tougher than you are <laughs> but I feel like it backfired on you. It backfired on him because Wale is a very smart dude. He can express himself very well when he's in the right mindset. I'm telling you this, Wale, and anybody that's a fan of his, including you, Wale, to me, did not look in the right mindset, and he didn't have the right game plan, especially when you, in the first few minutes of the show, try to use some high school reference, talking about, oh, in high school, 
with his glasses on. I would have been with the high school, uh, with the football team. And you try to press dude and say, like, oh, if you got this clothes in your closet. Yeah. I just feel nah, like, I bro, wasn't feeling that yet. Yeah, so it's that, just, like, bro. That, that was kind of corny. It was corny. It's like, dog, look, go up there and defend yourself or simply say, look, man, either you could accept the fact that, yes, your album did flop. Don't try to use. And, and Joe Budden, by the way, side note, Joe Budden, since you want to be a journalist now and as a journalist, you, your, your performance on Everyday Struggle that day was terrible. Okay? <laughs> it was terrible. You was a dick writer on the show. You didn't have any journalism integrity. And even though you're older than me, I've been doing journalism longer than you, so I'm going to feel like I'm your OG. You, you need to clean up your performance from that show because it wasn't a good look. But just to give it back to you, bro, I feel like Wale just got to accept what it was. His album did flop. It doesn't matter as a fan or to him as an artist. His album flopped. He did the right thing towards the end, which is accept that it flopped and just express himself to why he didn't care about the numbers, man. Yeah. What do you think of the interview, man? Uh, I I kind of feel the same way, but I just, I don't know, because I'm just like a, a huge Wale fan, and it's hard for me to say, like, it's like, I, you know how I love Wayne? Yeah. I love Wale, yeah. like that, too. And Your um, support is that hard, man. Offset is my guy might be third, like, <laughs> coming up behind Wale. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but I don't know, it's hard to say. I mean, I love the album. The album is great. It's amazing. But I could be being, I could be biased. But everybody else, I like, I've not, I didn't hear no negative comments about the album. The album is good. He has good songs on there. He might, I've heard like, it mixed. He might have a hit on there. Might not. He said he is, but I don't know. He mm-hmm. might. Um, he the, the sales wise, he kind of did flop, and I kind of blame it on him because it is like. On him. I'm a huge Wale fan, mm-hmm. and I follow Wale like on Instagram, Snap, Twitter, everything. So it's like, bro, I didn't even know the album came out. It's him. He said like it's two days later, like a dead ass. Like I didn't even know. It's like I was waiting for the album. I kept saying, yeah, I can't wait for the Shine album. Can't wait for the Shine album. Next thing you know, I see people talking about it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, it dropped. I didn't yeah. even know. So it's like I feel like it's kind of on him, like with the promotion and shit. He like, said it. He said he I didn't have enough awareness. He didn't, and it was like. And honestly, he should have he should have dropped when he had that little run with the um, my PYT last summer because mm-hmm. that song yeah. was kind of lit and people started like, oh, Wale, he coming back. Oh, this song is that. He also had another couple moments too, right? He had his response back to J Cole that people like. Yeah, that was. Dope. And then he had the 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 record with Wayne running back that was kind of buzzing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Joe, well, Joe Budden didn't like it. That's it. But he's of course, old. he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He never likes nothing. Yeah. But um but yeah, with Wale, man, it's it rubbed me the wrong way. And it rubbed me the wrong way because I'm not going to say like, oh, Wale, you could have been up there with like Drake and Kendrick. Like he's never, ever, ever, ever gonna be in that conversation. He 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 wasn't over the last five years. So I'm not gonna say like, oh bro, this is what you need to do to be back in that conversation, but to be in a better light, to at least be recognized and respected for your lyrical skills and just the fact that you have that experience, he just makes himself unknown for the most part. He may, I forget unknown. I don't care if this term is harsh. Wale makes himself irrelevant. He's completely responsible for that because of interviews like this, because of his personality, and he's just a dude who you could tell, like, he, he thinks he have a confidence, but he doesn't have a confidence. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't have a legitimate, strong sense of confidence. His, his confidence is fragile. That's why he's known for as the dude who, who flops or as the dude who, when he gets pressed by a Meek Mill or whatever, he doesn't necessarily defend himself the way that he should. And why 
albums like Ambition or other stuff he did prior to it that we thought was dope. I still say Wale, to me, has my favorite sports-related track of all time, which is Barry Sanders. Dope. Wale puts himself in these situations because of his mishandling of things, and it's getting to the point where Wale is getting very irrelevant. Yeah, he is. And it but shouldn't be. And it fault. shouldn't be. And it is his fault. Yeah, and like I said, I, that he, interview rubbed me off. I remember like, he complained because like, now he loves wrestling. Yeah. He, he goes to all the events and all that. And he knows like Triple H and all even in wrestling. And I think he was like mad that like Kid Ink's song was like a, a, a yeah for like I don't know if it was WrestleMania. Yeah, it was on like, a big pay per view. Yeah, it was. I think he performed it or something. Yeah, I it was a big pay per view. Like Wale was kind of mad about that or something, but because he's irrelevant, bro. Like and, and a lot of it is too is he, he put himself in that position to where he's irrelevant and people don't think of him. It's his fault. It really is his fault. Like I said, it's not a matter of oh Wale. This is what you can do to put yourself in the top-tier conversation. He's not going to be in, in the top-tier conversation because of his attitude. I think because of his resume, it's just not enough to the point, even though he has accomplished some things. He got a couple of platinum plaques. He got, a, he got a gold here and there. I salute him for that. But it's his attitude, and that interview shows why the people don't connect with Wale. He's two-sided, man. He yeah. is two-sided. I'd honestly be trying to like some of the shit he says, and then I'll just be like, uh, what are you talking about? Or like, why are you saying this? Mm-hmm. For real. But it, it just it, it, that interview, man. I will say this though. As rough of a start that interview did have, because Wale <laughs> tried to uh, commit some headshots to academics. Yeah, he he tried like to he co- only had an Xbox. And yeah, something. like I could tell if I look at your closet. Nine out of ten items are probably what you thought was hot from other dudes. He tried to commit some headshots. He really yeah. did. It ended off on a better note. Because I think academics, as a, as, a, as he is a journalist, regardless of what Joe and anybody else say, he is a journalist. So I'll give him credit for how he handled himself in the interview. But regardless, though, Wale, that, that left a negative uh, impact on me. And to transition to somebody else that is irrelevant, I want to talk about Yes Jules. Um, <laughs> seriously, she is. It's Yes Jules once again got herself into some trouble. It was about like a week ago. Yeah, Apparently, did. what was it, over a t-shirt? Yeah, she posted, like, she said, well, well, I don't know. She just asked, basically, like, is she allowed to wear this shirt? And I don't know what this shirt said, niggas be tripping. Yeah, something, something like that. that. It had the N-word on it, and it offended people. Something and this is not her first time offending hip-hop fans. Like, yeah. is that, didn't she have a comment? I think she had a comment not too long ago about how, Basically, all the brothers is after her. Now she takes black men, pretty much. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but she said that. Yeah, she's she's crazy. Yeah, and then thi- she kind of like trolled the whole situation. Yeah, after it was like crying. I don't know if that. I don't even know if that was. That real. is true. That is true. She did that. And here's what I want to say about this entire Yes Jules situation. For one, when I say Yes Jules is relevant, irrelevant, I mean in terms of when it comes to our general conversations in rap. When it comes to our general thoughts and rap on a daily basis, is Yes Jews relevant or irrelevant? She's irrelevant. Unless I don't it's, even know what she does. Yeah, like, and I'm about to tell people because there's some people who don't even know what she does. And unless you follow on Instagram, because let's face it, if you follow on Instagram, you're following her for her for her uh, IG honey photos. Yeah. You know, we, we can't front. She's attractive, got a great body. So unless you follow her for that, there's nothing really for you to care about her for because... I think what Yes Jules does, she's like a party promoter. She does events. Yeah. She does management. I think she does radio. 
So I salute her for that. Because she does that quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? It's not like every once in a blue moon. She actually does that quite a bit. And I see her promoting it. I think she does like charity and whatever. with Related to that. But okay. she's irrelevant. And my biggest thing... <laughs> Yeah. She's irrelevant. But but my thing is, it's to the fans and the people out there who I see all the time on my Twitter timeline, who I see from time to time whenever I want to look in the comments of her photos, who try to get her out the paint. You guys are not getting her out the paint hard enough. And I'm not saying this as somebody who wants her out of the culture and genre, but it's like, look, if you guys are going to constantly argue about Yes Jules, try to get her out of here every single time, then more of an effort has to be put other than just constantly argue about her, make this, not make this about race because it is about race, but elevate it to a whole nother standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get what I'm saying by that? Yeah. Because it gets gets so annoying, especially by somebody that truly is irrelevant, bro. Yeah, we shouldn't even talk about her. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we only talk about her in this regard. You know yeah. what I mean? We This is episode 17. We never mentioned her once in the other 16 episodes. Never. You know? It's just people could do a better job trying to if you're really gonna say all these things and be passionate follow through on it i follow yes you's on instagram and i and i don't even think like i follow I, I, her I, photos I, I, like I, that i follow her on, i don't follow i see her on instagram i don't follow her. i follow her on twitter though because i mean she's cool i guess i just thought she was a cute a cool human being that looked very pretty a cool around. human being that looked very pretty <laughs> that hung around the rappers but yeah she does a few things bro but it's just a matter of even with her, to her, it's just a matter of look, yes, Jules. You have to know your place, okay? Oh, and I saw I, I saw you in that YG video shaking your butt a little bit. Really? Like She's in there? Yeah, that, that, little, that little tip drill video he just came out with. The wannabe tip drill video? Yeah, wanna, yeah. Ain't never going to yeah, be the real tip gonna, drill. Because honestly, the song was trash. Less, yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't <laughs> even give it a chance to listen uh, to the song. The song was trash. I just started hearing about the video like a day or two ago. But yeah. look, first of all, we got to give the proper respect to BT Uncut. Because when dudes was 10, 11, 12 years old, BT we all uncut. managed to stay up till, what was it, 2, 3 a.m. to watch BET Uncut? I don't know, but we stayed up. We stayed up. We managed and found oh, a way to watch BET Uncut. That was actually the first time watching BET Uncut that I saw that Nelly video. And I discovered uh, Slim Thug, yeah, oh, Mike Jones, um, Tipping on Fall Falls, yeah, the stripper version. The strip, yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> the girl giving head. And, yeah, yep, the stripper good. version. Yep, yeah. I remember those. I remember that, those yeah, times with BT Uncut. Yeah. My parents didn't say a word. God bless them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that just goes back to what we were saying before about Yes, Jules, man. She's irrelevant. You know, she does a few things. And if you really want to get out the paint, just get her out the paint. Like, it's really not that hard. It's really not that hard. For real, for real. It's not. But enough about irrelevant people, because this man is ever so relevant, and he's going to be. We got to talk about Hove, man. We got to talk about Jay. New album coming? That's what we talk about. We, new album. It looks like a new album's coming, because Jay's suddenly booking festival dates. Do we want a new album? That's what I'm saying. Do Wells, do you want a new Jay-Z album? I mean, I love music, so I'm not going to say On no. a scale of 1 through 10... With 10 being the highest, of course. Rank your excitement for a Jay-Z album. A 6.57. Mm, why is that? Why is that? <laughs> because it's like, what the hell is he going to talk about that he hasn't already talked about? Like, I, I, I'll appreciate a whole verse or whatever here and there, but like an album, I mean, like, it's gonna, what is it going to be? Like 13 tracks about yeah. art. 
Yeah, what he right. did in like the nineties. Couple baby references now. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh yeah, he got two. He got twins coming. So, guess he could talk about that. Um, I mean, I like it. I, I'm gonna listen to it. Of course, I'm a whole fan. I love whole, but I just don't know if I want an album. But we'll see, cause you know how Hove is great, so it might be amazing when it do drop. I might be on here like, "Yo, this Hove album is good. It's just, I love it." Uh, so we'll just see if it does come out. How do you feel about it? Are you excited? Honestly, man, my excitement level for a Hove album is at a two. Oh, is that a, is that a two? It really is. Though. It's at a two, Girl. man. It's at a two for real, for real, like. You mentioned it quite a bit, bro, which is when you think about the bars that Jay's got to say on this album. Like, you just know what it is. It's going to be it's gonna be drug talk back in 93. It's going to be about art and Basquiat. Yeah. He's going to come with his failing shots at Drake, more than likely. And, and it's just a matter of, like, Jay's going to also be a dude who's trying to rap and try to see as if he's, like, back in the ring in active competition. But it's like... Nah, bro. Like you're not back in active competition. Like it, it, like the game has passed you by. Like I'm not, I'm not excited for a full Jay Z project again. Like I'm, I'm like you. I'm good with a Jay Z verse or two, yeah. you know. And even then, like when I think about his verses going back to the beginning of last year, like Drug Dealers Anonymous. Okay, that hit. All the way up, got you hyped Flop. on the first listen. But after that, exactly, it flopped. Jay Z, if I had to describe his verses from like since last year, bro, I would just say it's been lukewarm. Like, ain't yeah. nothing catching because you know what he's going to say. He doesn't say it. Oh, he also had a terrible verse on that Frank Ocean record that came out within the last month. I don't know if you heard it. It was a Frank. Salute to Frank oh, yeah, Ocean. Yeah, yeah. Frank Ocean and been releasing was. mad out, al- but not albums. I'm sorry. Frank Ocean's been. It feels like Frank Ocean has been releasing like a lot of new music because yeah. I know she, I know he got his own show on Apple Music. Yeah, I heard he was. So like, ASAP just released. A yeah, song. so like he's been like releasing new records here and there, but like his verse on that Frank Ocean record is just lost it. That's what in, ter- in yeah, general. I don't even just, know was that a verse? Like, yeah, was it was a verse. <laughs> it definitely wasn't no pop style, but um. <laughs> But yeah, man, like Jay, like them verses to oh, me are lukewarm. Yeah, like those verses from Jay have just been lukewarm, and I'm not really feeling the album. I'm really not. But it's going to be coming though, because if you if you're if you're booked to do four festivals, he's booked to do his own festival, Made in America. But then he's booked okay. to do the uh, festival in Austin, Texas, and then he got a couple others. Unless you just want to perform and perform your old stuff, that's not going to be enough. They just. Um... I don't know if it was Rock Nation or Title. They just signed a deal with Live yeah, Nation. Rock, yeah, Rock Nation just got a new deal, 10 years, $200 million, to touring deal. Yeah, so maybe he's like, I don't know. I know, it has to be new music. <laughs> like, what you going to do? Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a sign a new deal and just go on tour to the next 10 years performing old music? Like, that's not going to be the case. That's not going to be the case. Jay's going to make new music, and I'm not necessarily excited about new music from Jay. I'm really not. It's just, it's going to be the same thing. You might have a, a joint with Playboy Cardi. Please. What? And then Jay's going to try to do like a, a flow, <coughs> some weird flow, <laughs> spoken arts joint that's not going to hit with a Playboy Cardi. Speaking of Playboy Cardi, I'm going to use Playboy Cardi to spring on Tory Lanez real quick. Tory, that's a massive L. That is a massive L that you took. 
the mans and them told you don't <laughs> use the record to do a they remix. Showed the text message like you hit you your producer hit them up or whatever and was like yo Tori want to hop on that Magnolia beat and it's like you, no can you send it can't do it and you had the nerve to go on YouTube speak on it and find a bootleg Magnolia it was beat. whack bro it was trash it was so whack like no disrespect to who made that beat but at the same time it is disrespect because. That beat was whack. It was out of whack. Tori, your lyrics on it was whack. Yeah. And it's just, Tori, you once again are playing to the fact that, bro, unless it's not your own, you can't do nothing for yourself. Like, nobody knows your signature sound. Nobody <laughs> talks about fact. talks about your own music, bro. Like, you're only afloat based on remixing other people's music and yeah. hopping on that wave, man. Because my favorite songs from him are remixes yeah exactly bro like he may or may not still have a problem with with you know with, with drake but at the same time bro one of your biggest songs from last year was drake's song and with the, the, the controller joint you know what i mean you said it's jump shot it's terrible it's <laughs> terrible and and he almost got was some serious jail time because he was arrested briefly yeah. for them for them guns and drug charges trying to say he beat the gun charge in that I remember I told you, yeah. you text me about it. I'm like, yo, I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen. Yeah. But I was with um with jo- Johnny Price. I was with Johnny and um I was mad. I listened he, to it. And then we was talk- he was talking about, it and I kept saying, bro, I don't want to listen. I-, I heard it's terrible. Like I really don't want to listen. He's like, just put it on. Just put it on. I so did. Like, ah, I didn't want right. to hear it. Put it on. Listen to the first ten seconds, and then the rest was just like terrible, oh, bro. God. It was terrible. But back to Hove. Before we move on from Hove. I'm at a two with Hove. If he comes out with the album and is dope, then A. Of course, I'll be appreciative of it because, again, Jay-Z to me is the greatest rapper of all time. But I'm really at a two. I'll I'll take a verse here and there. Yeah. I'll take a verse here. I wonder here. what he would call it, too. Yeah, this is going to be some weird. Hopefully he's not Magna Carta again. Hopefully he's not a Magna Carta type of title. <laughs> uh, nothing crazy on it. But, bro, have you been seeing what Twitter has been trying to do to the Migos and Ray Schmer and Ray Shermer? Yeah. In terms of trying to break them up. Facts. Because uh, these dudes, man, are just going on their solo runs, man, at least right now. So, like, for example, if we start with Ray Shermer, you got uh, Sway Lee, who's on the French Montana record. Favorite song. Honestly, that record's cool, but it's not hitting me the same way like it's hitting y'all. I love it. My girl played it a few times. You know what's so funny? That record, it was just playing, but it was like background noise to me. It's just she's playing it, and I'm just saying, I forget And it didn't hit me till like the fourth lesson. I was like, wait, who is this by? I'm like, oh, like it's this French record. It should be Sway's record because it, it really is. Yeah, because French got like what? Like, uh, it's just high. I think he got like 16 bars all together. Yeah, all together, right? And that's usually one verse, and that's divided over one song. And then. With the Migos, you just got you got Quavo doing stuff with Travis Scott. He released his own. He released a new song recently. Yeah, forgot the name of it. I liked it though. After the first ten seconds, uh, I liked nah, it. It was trash. Damn, you didn't like that new Quavo. I, I, it, was, it was. I'm not gonna say it was trash. It just wasn't. The chorus was kind of kind of waxing me. I don't know. It was. How many solo songs? Sorry to cut you. How many solo songs Takeoff have released? Cause I've seen people take none. none? I've never seen. I don't. Wait, I so Offset what? has a bunch. Offset, that's what I mean. Offset. Offset has a lot. Really? He, I have to check those. He out. released one. He released one um, a week before Quavo released his. I've news. seen it's people. Called Monday. I've seen people talk about Offset solo songs. 
He's he he has solo songs. I'll send them to you if you want me to. Yeah, I'm gonna check him. them out. I'm gonna check them out because I, I like Offset. Yeah, he's my favorite. But with that said, when you look at what's going on with the Migos and you look at what's going on with Ray, do you think it's really possible that these dudes will break up? I don't think they'll break up, but I do think they'll probably do solo solo. But why now though? If you the Migos, you coming off. Actually, it's from both sides. If you if you the Migos, you come off a very successful album with Culture, very good album, charted well, sold well, has hits. If you look at Ray, Black Beatles was one of the biggest songs in 2016, number one briefly. Yeah. You popping. So why is it that suddenly these guys would want to go solo and pursue their own thing? I just think they just want to show people like. They don't always need a group. They just want to, sh- like, we could, like, I could do it myself. I feel like that, especially Offset, because, like, if, if you really listen to, I'm going to send you a song, but if you really listen to his songs, like, Offset can have a mixtape just by himself or, uh, mm-hmm. not, I don't want to say an album yet, maybe yeah, a mixtape. Mixtape, yeah. EP. He, yeah, he could do it. Um, I see Sway Lee probably could do it. Um, oh, Sway definitely Sway can it. do it. Um, Quavo, he can do it. I don't think, I don't I don't think Quavo Quavo's could do a solo. The, Quavo's think, the one who people hype up the most in yeah, terms of the but solo he's, And it's mostly like he does a lot of like. He's um, the most popular one. Yeah, but it's also like a lot of features. Yeah. I heard a lot of Quavo like solo songs and they're good, but they just don't hit the way if I hear like, and then maybe I'm being biased because Offset is my favorite, but I'll hear an Offset song and it's like, I could keep knocking to it like a, but a Quavo song, I'll be like, oh yeah, this is dope, but then I, just won't hit, I won't care for it, but his feature game is is crazy. Like him working with other people is, is dope or whatever. But him by himself, I don't think Quavo is like the way everybody's saying. Oh, he's the Beyonce. I don't think he's ready to do that. Like yeah. if you pay, like if you really pay attention to the Migos, the one that's showing you that he can do it by it's himself is Offset. Like he's doing a lot of solo stuff by, and he does other features with like people. I'm gonna throw really my hat in for for takeoff. Yeah, Takeoff. Cause, cause I take, Takeoff because he's nice. Yeah. And, um, takeoff had, my bad, sorry. I'll say this real quickly. Takeoff on Culture, there's That's a lot of songs saying. on Culture where he's carrying the song. So, yeah, I was Or his verse is like the longest. And it's like hella nice. Yeah. And th- those records are nice with his verses on it. My boys even say like Culture is Takeoff's album, like low key, like on the low. He saved the album, like held his own on the album or whatever. But um, yeah, Takeoff low key, he... He's a beast, but I don't know what's up with him, like not doing anything solo or. He may I mean, not maybe, just be interested. Yeah, I think I think he's the youngest out the group too, so it's like. Because technically they're related, right? Yeah, they're all they're cousins. Yeah, they're all cousins. Um, Wait, isn't Quavo, one of them an uncle too? Quavo is Takeoff's uncle. That's hilarious. That's weird. That's that southern family, <laughs> yeah. yo. For real, down south on my mom on my mother's side of the family in Mississippi, I got an uncle that's like maybe no more than five years older than me. <laughs> That ass, it's, it's that southern family dynamic. It but it's weird because, because again, like Takeoff is very talented. He is. And Takeoff has some standout verses. Like, if it wasn't for Takeoff, T shirt is not rocking the way it rocks. The album title track, Culture, is not rocking the way it rocks. Uh, Out Your Way, I think he has a starting verse for that. Like he, yeah, I love, I love, he like a, he got some. He got, st- the, he got the chicken wing, something. Yeah, like it's it's definitely one of those things where again, I think because of Quavo, it's a matter of Quavo has like that look. Uh, yeah, the look, and he, and has, he has, like has that mystique because melody. Not, like, yep, that melody and the random clips of him playing sports. It's yeah, like, yo, he it's was like mad yeah, good. a lot of people was like, damn, he's a, 
He's yeah. good at everything. He's like a, a fucking uh, a Chris Brown. Yeah, like he's good at everything. And with Offset, but I'm definitely going to check out the Offset records. Yeah. Because, again, it's like I've seen it on Twitter, like Offset released this, Offset released that. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I, I never reacted to the same way with Quavo. This because, again, I think I've I'm, I'm gotten used to the fact that, like, yeah, Quavo is like, like the supposed yeah, solo and star. It's like a lot. I think it's like people just putting that out there. But if you, like, really pay attention and look deep into it, it's like, yo, Offset. Well, I'm, from, I'm for Takeoff, though. I'm rooting for yeah, Takeoff. I, I, I want Takeoff to you do You give something. me a Migo to root for, I'm going I, Takeoff. <laughs> I, love, I, I, like, I like the way Takeoff rap because, I mean, They're they all rap the same, but the way Takeoff do it, like, he makes sure he his ad libs goes like with his like I don't know he like makes his ad libs into his you know, verse it's like weird popping with a pocket full of gum hey. <laughs> it was him it was him but why is it that just to go back to uh to, to Ray Shermer before we move on from them why is it that what's the other one's name Jimmy Jimmy don't get talked about he um, we got three think... Migos, but we've talked about each of them possibly as solo artists and with Ray it's just a matter of it's just sway really? Um, this Jimmy Slim Jimmy or whatever. Um, I didn't think he could do it, but I'm gonna also send you this too. Um, Black Youngster. Okay. He got a song with Slim Jimmy. They have a video too. Um, I think it's called "Got You." Okay. And he <laughs> actually he actually did good. Like by like I mean he he him and Black Youngster was going back and forth, but I see him like he can do something solo or whatever. By me seeing that, I'm like okay maybe he's not just gonna just like sit here and ride the Ray Sherman. He's going to branch out and do his little features. He's probably not going to do as much as Sway Lee. I know that for a fact. Sway Lee's he ready. Sing, but, um, yeah, I can see him going off, doing a few verses here and there, but I can't see him, like, doing a solo like, like Sway Lee. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting, though, man, because it's just like, it's like you guys are just having, like, that success as a group, like the big success as yeah. a group. So, okay, like, you look at the Beagles, okay, Unless you've been checking for the Migos for like since the beginning, the common starting point with the Migos was Drake's remix of Versace, yeah. and it's a matter of following them. And of course, they had Dab Record, which was huge, and they had a couple other records, but that Dab Record really took off because of what Panthers quarterback Cam doing, Cam Newton was doing. That was like his anthem. Yeah. And then you got this album, and then you had the fact that now they're crossing over. They got the Katy Pe- Katy Perry record. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris Slaw, which is still phenomenal. Should be hired on the charts. It shouldn't be twenty eighth. They got a song with like Sean Paul too. Yeah, like for real. Like it's, they're getting big, so it's like always oh, interesting to me. It's like why suddenly it's like okay. What, okay, is there now a group it's a solo. One Direction. Uh, Bro, of course you know the group One Direction. I don't know. You don't know they they, they were like the biggest pop group. No, they're not bigger than NSYNC. Bro, I'm talking about like current day, oh, bro. Oh, like, see, yeah, was, yeah. One see, Direction. I, that was Harry Styles. Zane, I don't know nobody them. doing that. I don't know. Hey, I don't man, know. I'm the all some. music guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll check them out, but um, low key they have. a song. I mean, they're on hiatus they, now. Quavo got a song with them coming out. That's because he 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 kind of snuck. And I was watching an interview, and he, they were talking about they were talking about the Calvin Harris and mm-hmm. Katy Perry, and then Quavo was like, "Yeah, and watch out for that joint with One Direction." I got. Or whatever, then he was like, Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah. But yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily with one direction. I think Unless it's the, gonna be with one the, so I don't know who's it's, the big it's, star. It's Harry Styles. Again, I'm an all music guy. Yeah, I, I stay afloat. I, I, I stay afloat. So it's I Harry guess. Styles and then there's Zane. Zane recently released the record with Party Next Door. Okay. Forgot the name of it. But uh and he released the album too that was pretty big. It had the record uh whatever, Pillow Talk or whatever, right? 
and then it's Harry Styles. Because they were like, they were a huge group, bro, in the last decade. Uh, I mean, they're I, from England. I kind of fell off with like my pop me. I mean, I used yeah. to like pop, but I, I just. Yeah, they were a huge group, and of course, they went through the whole boy band Breakup hiatus and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was very interesting to talk about those groups, man, and just see the dynamic, right? And I wonder if any of those groups from time to time get caught flexing when they're not supposed to flex. <laughs> bow wow. Oh. oh, snap. I want to do a Bow Wow challenge so bad. Did you, I was did thinking you, about Did you get the chance to see Bow Wow's interview on Hot 97? Recently? Yeah. Like, after the Bow Wow challenge? No. You got it. <laughs> it was funny. It was oh, a funny interview. Oh, my God. It was a funny interview. It was a funny interview, man. And with the Bow Wow challenge, and just Bow Wow himself, bro, I'm still going to say this about Bow Wow. At the end of the day, Bow Wow will still have a, a soft spot in my heart because when I was growing up in the early 2000s, I, I'm going to say 2000 to 2005, Bow Wow was the guy. Bow Wow was the man. He, especially elementary, middle school days. Yeah, no, he was... Sensational. I, I, I fucks with him. Sensa- but where do- I remember I having a, I remember having a, I remember having a Beware Dog album in 2000, <laughs> and this is back when again CDs existed, and yeah. we had to buy the CD. Shit, unless, I think I had a Bow Wow tape. Like yeah, tape. I remember. This is again growing up in Yonkers on the South Side. I remember having a Beware Dog CD taking it to school, and all the girls wanted the little. Uh, Want the booklet yeah. with the pictures. Yeah. I remember there was a store right by Getty Square. Because I lived in Slow Bombs. They were used to sell like them t-shirts. Yeah. Them t-shirts with any artists and stuff. I used to cut the Bow Wow t-shirts. This was back when Braze was popping. <laughs> you wear your bandana. I remember 2002. I was trying to get everybody all together so we could go to the movies to watch like Mike. <laughs> oh, man. Bow Wow, boy. That was big. The Scream Tour. Yeah, and Bow Wow low-key put mad people on, son. B2K. He did. Chris Brown helped with Trey. Soldier. Soldier. Before the Draco. What? <laughs> that was Bow. Side note, the Bow versus Soldier Boy beef was incredible to watch. Oh, my God. With the, Lam- <laughs> with the Lamborghini videos. Yes. With and the then, Lamborghini videos. Goon, when Bow Wow was posted with the goons in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's over. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> You're finished. <laughs> You know you're not effed up, right? <laughs> you know you're not effed up, right? But with Bow Wow, where does Bow Wow stand to you? Do you think people should necessarily care about Bow Wow right now, man? Regardless of the fact that Bow is just such an easy target to slander? They shouldn't, but he shouldn't be frauding like this. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, That's why you got to watch the Hot cares. 97. Nobody cares. nobody cares for him, but it's just if you're going to do some fraud shit like this, like, of course we're going to talk about it because, like, Really, bro? Like, come on. You gotta watch the Bow Wow interview on High 97. I, I, I'm probably gonna watch it. it was, it's, it's, watch it it's like a good 45 minutes. But Are you serious? Is that long? 45 like they gave minutes. him that time? In studio. Oh, In studio. Of course, Ebro and them, man. Of course, oh, you already know they're gonna do that. I wish it was at their breakfast club because I know Charlamagne would have Charlamagne would have been roasting them. He probably got donkey today already, bro. Yeah, I know he did. But yeah, but Bow Wow, man. Like I said, even with all the foolishness he be pulling off, because he got a show coming out. It's on Wii or something. I don't It's like know. another, it's a basically like another Love and Hip Hop spinoff. What? About growing up in Atlanta. Uh, like basically like about the Atlanta hip hop scene. So it's like him, Jermaine, and a few others, man. But that's enough about Bow Wow. I don't know if you, you know about this a little bit, but 
I don't know if the, some of the viewers know about this. This is just happening all recently, man. L.A. Reed, the man who was running Epic over at Sony. This dude, if you're really into hip-hop and music, it's like sports in a way, right? So, of course, in sports, we know about the players. And the artists, in this case, would be the players. But you also got to know about your coaches. You also got to know about your execs. And that would be the guys who run the labels and the managers and yada, yada, yada. L.A. Reed in this case, would be like that longtime coach or general manager that we know about in sports, but now we're knowing about it and music. So this give you a little background on L.A. Reed because I took some notes down just so I don't forget. Mm -hmm. L.A. Reed, going back 28 years ago, co-founded LaFace Records. So if yeah. you're somebody that knows history of, of hip-hop, rap, and R&B, LaFace Records, he co-founded that with the legendary Babyface. And LaFace Records for a smooth 15 years after that creation was one of the most recognizable labels in the hip-hop and R&B world. And it was home to Usher. It was home to TLC. It was home to Outkast. So this was a huge record label, especially because you got to understand too, just to, just to break it down a little bit. In the 90s in particular, and correct me if I'm wrong, in the 90s in particular, the 90s was like home to record labels. That would be like the golden era of record labels and hip-hop and R&B at that time. To where it was like, there wasn't any like shortage of record labels. Like, so you knew who here and there. And he was responsible for that. Following his exit from LaFace, because I think LaFace got bought or whatever, he went to Def Jam, where he was running Def Jam from like 04 to 2011. Yeah. He was responsible for helping Rihanna get to another level. Justin Bieber. He was responsible for helping get Kanye to another level. So he was running Def Jam. Then he left Def Jam for whatever reason, and he was helping run Sony Epic. Epic yeah. And Sony Epic is home to 21 Savage. It's home to Future. It's home to Khaled. Uh, it's home to Rick Ross. It's home to Travis Scott. And going back to a day or two ago, reports have been saying that L.A. Reid left Epic. Some people say he just straight up got fired. And more re more rumors, or not rumors, but more reports coming out that L.A. Reid left Epic because... He has sexual assault allegations against him. So with what you know about L.A. Reid and just with how you feel about him or just record labels in general, man, what do you think about the entire situation? I think it's crazy, but then again... Especially like, over that, right? Yes. I mean, like, I don't know, like, if he really got fired or if he left, but... I don't know. I, I just don't know, man. That's, that's their business. I also heard that he hired a escort to work <laughs> to work there at Epic. So mm -hmm. so I don't know, maybe he was maybe he was a freak on the low. <laughs> so. Yeah, for real. They were saying how uh he used to just do a lot of weird stuff with his female assistants. He looks like a weirdo. Though. Yeah, possibly getting like underage girls over there, man. But it's weird because Yeah, but it's weird because it's like again, he's like one of the last big time like executives from like that golden era from what people like to say this golden era of rap because it was like him it was Leor Cohen yeah. it was uh what's his name it was like Jimmy Henchman it was like other cats as well that were just known of course it's obviously Russell Simmons and and, and Rick Rubin been, but you know, it's there funny was, you mentioned Jimmy Henchman I've been yep. I've been reading up a lot about yeah Jimmy right Henchman. and then you see him this dude was a freaking savage for real he's for real and now he's in jail forever like and speaking of Jimmy Henchman um Shameless plug here. Sorry if it's completely messed up. The new Tupac movie comes out next month. 
June 16th. And the reason why I say that's because Jimmy Henson has always been associated with Tupac. Yeah. No. In terms of maybe. I was gonna change. I was gonna come up with a new nickname and name myself Wilsey Henchman, but. Nah. I've been listening to 50 interviews and 50 calls him a snitch so yeah. I'm not going with that route I'm gonna just leave that alone yeah man it's Wells Fargo at the very <laughs> most man yeah. but yeah that whole L.A. Reese situation is weird and it just brings back memories of when thinking about it again when record labels and executives used to be big stars I mean heck in the 90s besides Diddy the biggest star that was executive was Suge Knight yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like for real that times have changed with what is an executive of what is a major record label anymore because the record labels really don't do nothing. People go like, well, Epic has Khaled and what he did for Khaled. Bro, Khaled could be his own record label. Like, mm-hmm. Khaled is his own A&R. Khaled is just his own everything, bro. Like, Khaled doesn't need his own help. And to conclude this episode, let's just say, salute to Khaled for the number one record for uh, I'm the One. Yeah. Bieber, Chance, we Wayne, see. with another bounce back verse. Uh, yeah. Huh? With another... Thank I already you. knew the thank verses you, part when he was like, and another one because I was like, oh wait, but they give me something crazy. Hard was hard. Salute to my guy. I'm not even gonna front. I keep it a hundred. Chance has my favorite verse on there though. Yeah. I love you, Weezy, but but that booty hold up, Gucci yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real, bro. Yeah, Chance killed that. Oh, and I would just want to let everybody know that I love Kendrick Lamar's album. Damn, it's yes. amazing. It's like great. It's like the best thing ever, and that's all I needed to say. I'm still out of seven and a half, <laughs> and I respect the album a lot. But at the same time, though, it it it, it 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 still follows for what I feel is the majority of Kendrick's work, which is very good albums, incredible, but they're very forgettable. But at the same time, though, don't listen to me. Like I said, I publicly <laughs> stated on the show that Kendrick is the number one rapper now, because I'm talking to, about Drake and artist level so I'm talking I've been talking trash lately to Bruno Mars fans and Ed Sheeran fans and Taylor Swift fans Taylor Swift she don't want to come back and face the boy she's scared she don't want that she don't want that smoke Bruno you don't want that smoke either even though 24k magic is hot and Ed fall back that's why Drake that's why Drake dethroned you after week one I'm dead serious this is my new prerogative I'm talking trash about all the biggest pop artists now because my man is in that same boat and it's about to be over but hey that was episode 17 of Four Side of course, you can check yeah. us out not only on SoundCloud, but also on iTunes, on the podcast app. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Entertaining as usual, informative as usual. And that's pretty much that. Last words. I got no last words. I just want to say peace and love. More life to everybody. Hollywood. Hey. And speaking of more life, close to two million in sales, by the way, for, for a playlist. All right, we out. <laughs>